community is such a big part of life. You know, without community, I, I don't think you really truly live. And Garden Spot Village certainly offered us that during these difficult times. Sure, we always, you know, took, made sure we were within the guidelines that were set up as far as wearing a mask and social distancing, but there was always somebody to talk to. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Purpose in Retirement. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. Yes, so many things about 2020 were turned upside down in March. They certainly were. As humans, we appreciate order and structure. We naturally need a rhythm to our days. You know, as well as purpose and community. Exactly. You know, gardening is one of those activities that help to create purpose and order. And depending where your garden is located, you can garden in community. We have a small garden at our house, um, and it usually starts the season with beautiful rows of plants, and it ends the season overgrown with weeds. You know, this year, I was planning to ask my husband to just plow it under and plant grass. I was just emotionally and physically done with it. I didn't have the time or the energy. But, you know, COVID hit in March, and suddenly we had all this extra time on our hands, and we didn't have any routine or structure. And I inherently recognized that need for order and purpose, something normal, something we did every spring for our family. So we called the seed store, we placed our order, we picked up the seeds. And you know, that garden, it really created a sense of purpose for my teenage boys who were suddenly out of school with no extracurricular activities. It gave us something purposeful to do together as a family. Oh, wow. You know, when I was a teenager working in the garden, pulling weeds, like that was punishment for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that part of it. (laughs) Today, we're going to break another stereotype. We're going to be talking with Doug Moister, a former high school football coach and administrator um, who, together with his wife, Peg, coordinate the the community gardens um, at the retirement community here. Garden Spot Communities is pleased to partner with CrossNet Ministries. Based in New Holland, Pennsylvania, CrossNet is a valuable resource to our community, offering a space for Garden Spot's monthly free community meal, as well as mentoring and tutoring programs for young people. They offer a food bank, clothing, back-to-school supplies, and winter clothing distribution. In short, they meet the physical, financial, and emotional needs of our community in a tangible way. To learn more about CrossNet, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.elencocross.org. Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. As background for our listeners, would you be willing to talk about your professional background? Absolutely, and thank you for the opportunity to come. I was a high school teacher and an administrator for 40 years at Abington Senior High School. Also, during that time, I was a head football coach for 23 years and uh, loved every day of it. It was a great opportunity to be able to work with kids over 40 years. I was blessed. As you consider retirement communities, you know, what was it that caused you to, to, to decide to move to a retirement community in general? Well, actually, it was a snowstorm. My uh, 
we had an old farmhouse. It was about an acre and a half, and it was built in the, uh, I think it was 1840s. And uh, it was a pretty big property, and we were always kind of batting back. Are we too young to be coming into a retirement village? Uh, should we wait until we're in our mid-70s or 80s? And then uh, we actually, I moved in when I was 67, and Peg just turned 65. And uh, the, the thing was a catalyst. We came out and looked at Garden Spot and uh, just fell in love with it. it. We loved it. We walked into the main atrium. There's just a spirit of peace there that we didn't feel anywhere else. And the grounds are beautiful. But I was still saying, well, maybe when I'm you know, 74, 75. And then we had a snowstorm hit, and it was a pretty good snow. And I was out shoveling and blowing snow around. I looked up on the roof of our porch, and my wife was up there shoveling snow off of the porch roof. And at that point, uh, I said, this is crazy. So we came out the garden spot, we put our deposit down, and then we got on the list and uh, waited for the opportunity to move in. And we're glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are so glad we did also. So one of the things that you and Peggy are involved in here at Garden Spot Village is the community gardens. Can you describe what that is? Absolutely. We, we enjoyed gardening always at our house. We had gardens all around our house. We also always had a vegetable garden. So we came out here, we were really encouraged to find out that there was opportunities to actually get a plot of land and to garden during the, the season. So we went to the first meeting, and uh, the person that was leading it before us um, retired from it because he was getting to a point where he was moving on to a different venue for living. So uh, Peg and I kind of volunteered and were volunteered to take over. So we became co-presidents uh, of the Garden Club, and right now we have almost 70 garden plots that are available to residents. Uh, they range in sizes from 5x5 five five to 10x10 uh, 10 10 and then 10x20, and uh, there's actually plans to make some other gardens available over our new Sycamore Springs. We're going to be putting in some uh, perennials that'll actually uh, be boxed in raised gardens. So it's a great opportunity, and uh, we love it. I mean, there's so many benefits to having a garden, at least for us. And I think the people, we probably have about 100 members of our club right now. And the people that do it really absolutely enjoy the opportunity to just get out and put their hands in the dirt and uh, see things grow. You mentioned that, you know, people have their garden, their garden plots, but how does it actually work? What are the mechanics? Good question. We have uh, an outstanding grounds crew that what they'll do is during the fall, once all the gardening is done, they will be putting leaves on it, and then they prepare the soil, they turn it over, and then throughout the winter, um, it just gets a chance to, you know, snow sits on it and runs down and, and breaks up the leaves and makes some real nice soil. And then when spring comes, um, Mark Hoffman is the head of this crew, will get in there and they'll plow it up, and then they stake it out, which is a, it's quite an ordeal if you think about it, um, the commitment they have to making it nicer to residents is outstanding. They'll mark out all the different plots, they'll stake them out, and then the residents can come in and they, they start plotting. Now, some residents put fences up around their gardens, others don't. It's kind of up to them, and the, uh, the range of the things they grow is just outstanding. It's, it's fun to watch. So that's actually the nuts and bolts to it. Some of the other things that I think are really unique to Garden Spot is that if you use a fence, if you use tomato cages, 
you just uh, roll them up and you tag them, and the next spring they'll deliver them right there to your garden, so you don't have to worry about storing those. Also, there's a uh, place for people that don't have garages that they can store their tools for the year also. And there's watering. There's three different watering uh, availabilities at one garden and two at the other garden, so the water's there, and it's very very conducive to to having a, a garden. So I can't, again, I can't speak highly enough of, of the way that we're taking care of here. So you mentioned there's 70 plots, and how many people do you think are involved in that? I'd say probably when you look at husband and wives, and sometimes neighbors and neighbors get together and work, probably around 100 people are involved in the club. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to get to meet people, you know, during the course of the growing season, uh, which is nice. And before COVID hit, we would have meetings, you know, in the spring and then in the fall also. So uh, we'd actually have face-to-face opportunities. So what kinds of things are growing in the garden? Wow. We have, it was a great year for uh, corn particularly. We've had some really nice corn. It was probably about nine feet high. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good corn year. (laughs) Yeah, great corn year. Tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, squash, uh, they, they have beans right now are coming in. A second planting of beans are coming in. Swiss chard, spinach, lettuce, lima beans. And some people just choose to grow flowers. So they'll just take their plot and they'll put in some really cool flowers and grow them. So it's really up to the individual. But uh, there's quite a, an array of different vegetables that are being grown. Beets are another big one. In fact, I got to tell you, this is it's really a blessing. We got a knock on the door yesterday and one of the people, the residents that has a uh, a garden, and he, he's this guy's a real farmer. He grows sweet potatoes like you wouldn't believe. So he brought us over a bag of sweet potatoes, just said thanks for what you do here, which was really very kind of him. In fact, can I give a shout out? Oh, yeah. His name's Paul Snader. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah. So we really appreciated that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And people, we have a table set up and, uh, during the year. If they have excess food that they're not going to use, they can put it on the table. They can take it up to the to the uh, main building, and there's a spot there they can put down things that they're not using, so people take that. Um, so, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of things going on. It's fun. <laughs> I live real close to it, so I go out every day and walk my dog, and just I'm just so blessed to see how things are growing and the, the care that people have taken on, on keeping their gardens you know, looking good and weeded this year, particularly this year because I think they had a lot more time. It was just beautiful. Did I hear something about a 300-pound pumpkin? Man, that, that's, again, <laughs> a, we have a real farmer, <laughs> not me, a real farmer that for the past three years, is one of his goals is to grow one of those. So far, it's not been successful, but uh, there's, I'm confident that before I leave Garden Spot Village, you know, to heaven, that uh, I'm going to see a 300-pound pumpkin there because this guy is a real gardener, and he's a man of his word. (laughs) (laughs) When uh, when COVID hit, right, things changed um, dramatically, and I'd heard reference that um, the gardens almost took on this victory garden sort of of an atmosphere. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you meant by that? You know, I did a little research, and and being a a child of of a World War II and Korean War vet, I know that the Victory Gardens were a big part of the effort to overcome the enemy. And, and I truly believe that a lot of people use the garden 
in that kind of a, of a sense because when things are out of control, you need something that you can control in your life. And a garden is something you can control. You know, uh, it's back to normality. And, and, you know, you feel like, okay, maybe craziness has gone out here. You know, I mean, things are gone I have no control over. But when I go to that garden, I can work that dirt up. I can plant what I want. I can take care of it. And this is kind of getting back to, to normal my life. And this is giving me a chance to focus on something besides, you know, the news channel that's constantly bombarding you. So in a sense, it absolutely is for morale. I think it was huge this year to help uh, us get through the, the really dark days uh, when this COVID pandemic hit, when we really didn't know what the consequences yeah. were going to be. There's a movie out there that I highly recommend. Now, being a football coach, I might be a little bit swayed in that direction, but there's a movie called Remember the Titans, and it's about a, a black school and a white school in Virginia. This is during segregation that we're integrating, so they brought these two schools together. It's a true story back in the early 70s. And the football coach, his name was Boone, um, his assistant coach was Yoder. There was all kinds of tumultual events happening around it. I mean, craziness, you know, there were, there were like semi-riots that they depicted and there was all kinds of pressure about one side or the other. So things were kind of out of control. Kind of reminds me of today. And the scene in this is he walks onto the football field on a Friday night with the lights on, nobody else in the stadium. He says to himself, this is where it's all made right. And that really struck home for me because there has to be something in your life where this is where it's all made right. And for me, the garden is that. What were the conversations like at the garden? As much as possible, not about COVID, to be honest with you. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot of time was just about, you know, th like things that are growing. You know, people always have little nuances that they do to help them get a better crop. So I know a lot of conversation about that, just the beauty of what's going on there. And I really believe the conversations were kind of away from what you would hear in, in a normal setting because that's not what we're doing. We're trying to get away from that. So it wasn't like a rallying point to talk about COVID. It was more of a rallying point to let's, let's focus on things that, that are beautiful and that we have some control over. You know, one of the things that um, people may be thinking who aren't familiar with retirement communities is that you're locked down. You can't do anything. Um, but, you know, you had gardens. They need constant attention. And so while the rest of the world is sort of isolated, here right. you had people that were safely interacting, right? Oh, absolutely. The community is such a big part of life. You know, without community, I, I don't think you really truly live. And Garden Spot Village certainly offered us that during these difficult times. Sure, we always, you know, took made sure we were within the guidelines that were set up as far as wearing a mask and social distancing, but there was always somebody to talk to. I mean, it was a chance to meet people you don't meet. So it was really a, a really great opportunity to maybe leave the comfort zone that you have when you're inside of your place and there's no way that anything can get in there or hurt you to start to move out of that. What a safe place to do it, you know, than in a place like the garden and in the gardens club. You got to look, when you're going through something like this, you got to look for humor and fun into it. And one of the things that I got a kick out of is once we got our gardens planted, I would look out and I'd see the, the plants growing up. And I started to notice there was, like a, there was like a relationship between how tall the plants got and how long the hair got on the people that were out there. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you get a haircut. So at one point I thought, you know what, 
we put tie-dye shirts on those folks, it'd be like back at Woodstock, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got to cut me. Maybe that's my sixth sense of humor, but I got a kick out of that. Then the other thing is, is we finally had time in our life to do things that we normally wouldn't do. When I was in third grade, I remember talking about the Len- Lenape Indians and that they would take a seed and they would plant it in the ground and they would put a dead fish next to it, right? I don't know if you ever heard that or not, and it would mm-hmm. really produce great yep. crops. I remember that from elementary school. Yeah, I was pumped, so I finally <laughs> had a chance to do it. So I went out and I found sardines. The only problem was it was mustard sardines, you know? <laughs> I figured I'd try it anyway. So I, I, I put the, you know, dug the hole, put the fish in there, put my tomato plant in there, and you wouldn't believe it. What do you think my first tomato tasted like? No idea. Sardines. No, like a tomato, but, <laughs> but it was kind of fun just to see. You got me. <laughs> no, but it was cool because that plan really did take off. But we had time to do things we never really had a chance to do. And the last thing I want to say is doing a garden, there's nothing in my life that brings me closer to my creator than to be in the dirt and planting things. You know, you take a dead ear, you know, kernel of corn, and you put it in the ground, you know, we know how to do it. We know that we plant it at a certain depth and we water it and the sun comes, it grows. But we don't know why. We don't know why it grows. You know, in my life, it's because of the love of Christ and, and the beauty of this creation. And, and every time I ride around Lancaster, man, I look at, I look at the fields of corn. And it's like it's, every day is a miracle. Every day is a miracle out here. You couldn't ask for a better place to live. I mean, hop in your car and take a ride around the fields and just see the beauty of God's creation. Were there other opportunities beyond the Garden Club that you experienced community here at Garden Spot Village um, over the past six months that were unique? Dog walking. Dog walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dog walking. See, Peg and I are in a cottage, so we really didn't come into the main building uh, we you know, certainly were able to go out and get our own food and, you know, the supermarkets nearby and whatnot. So we we really uh, maybe were involved more with our neighbors than we were with people that, that are in the main building. And there there's some great people in the main building. We'd be meeting them in the garden. But the dog walking, yeah, because the people walking your dog, you know, have a lot in common with you. Anybody has a dog, they know that there's <laughs> some maintenance language. to it. Yeah, <laughs> and common language. So... Yeah, that was kind of cool. We we met people and talked to people that we never did before. So that was an opportunity for us to uh, to again extend into the community. So we 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 enjoyed that, and uh, just getting to know your neighbors better. This definitely was an opportunity to get to know your neighbors better, because you know there was a point where we chose not to do anything but go out to the store and then come back. We didn't go see our grandkids for a while, and it wasn't anything that Garden Spot Village said to us. This was just Peg and I made that decision. And um, so you don't have that opportunity. We chose not to do that just for safety's purpose, particularly in the beginning of this. Now it's different. You know, now we're getting together with them. But um, you really got to know your neighbors, and we have great neighbors. I mean, we just have fun. Uh, we, we had one time we got everybody got a chair out six feet apart, and uh, we just sat down and enjoyed each other's fellowship, you know, talked. So 
Yeah. I mean, out of every bad thing, there's definitely good things that can come out of it. Can you contrast life now versus what you think it might have been like if you had been on that um, acre and a half with your farmhouse that you were trying to manage in the midst of all of this? You know, Peg and I talk about that a lot because when we were, like I said, we were just mid-60s, a little bit older, people would say, what are you doing? You know, you're so young. (laughs) It's like, I'm thinking, what are you doing? You know, now that I've been here. Um, if we were home, I loved our home. It was hard. It was a, it was a family home. It, it came through the family, went out of the family, and we bought it back in. It was a beautiful farmhouse. But the reality is, is that we are never going to get younger. And that's one of the most important things that people my age have to really kind of internalize. We're not going to get younger or healthier as we move through this life. So, like, make plans. Like, I don't want to be weed whacking and trimming hedges and we had a beach volleyball court we set up for the kids in the neighborhood i didn't want to be i didn't have the energy anymore to be taking care of all that plus you know just the other things that go along with the house you know i mean an old house there's always something before we sold it you know it was it was 12 hours a day seven days a week except for church we're working on it and uh we'd still be doing it i mean it came down to this do i want to spend all my time taking care of a property or to want to spend my time enjoying my wife, enjoying my family and enjoying freedom because I love our home, but it definitely took away a lot of time that I didn't spend doing things that I really wanted to do with friends and family. Just in general, what would you say, what advice would you give to, uh, to people who um, might be exploring retirement communities, might be a little uncertain of it um, because of the past events over the last several months what would you say to those people as they consider retirement community? I say the big thing is not to live in fear. You know, fear really disables people. And I think, you know, you got to get your information from sources that are kind of living in the venue. If you, you know, listen to the news or maybe read articles that are kind of slided one way or the other, you kind of, you know, don't get the, the true, the truth. Um, yeah, fear cannot drive us. And being here at Garden Spot during a pandemic, I thank God every day for the opportunity to be here. It's a safe place. It's a place where, you know, we know my mother-in-law is in, she's in the nursing home end of it. So, you know, we're living through that too. You know, we understand that Peg had a chance to go see her the other day. You know, it's, it's you know, behind a, a glass. But we understand that that's what has to happen in order for her to have a quality of life that we want her to have. So, you know, they've put in place things that are, are good for the general population, regardless of what age it might be, but they've never overwhelmed us. They, it's not like a dictatorship where somebody comes down and hammers you. It's like a group of people living through something that we've never had in this country before, the people that are alive. We had it certainly back in, you know, 1914, but hey, this is 2020. So this is all uncharted water. So as you step back in life, and see how people, you know, f- ran this. I'm I'm extremely pleased with the initiatives that they took and the way that they communicated this to the population that's living here. I would absolutely not be afraid one bit to uh, make the change. Again, the thing that drove me is the, it's the reality of my life that I am not getting younger. I moved in here. I had two knees replaced. Anybody out there has ever played college football, you know that eventually you paid a piper. Well. I paid the piper and two knees replaced. The medical system out here is phenomenal. We have great hospitals, great doctors, 
I mean, it, it is it is outstanding. We've really been pleased with that. And as you get older, whether you believe it or not, you're going to wind up calling upon those people. So to have that network in place is really another big thing. Lancaster County was recently named the number one place to retire in the United States. The reason? An intriguing balance of rural and city living, four distinct seasons, and access to world-class hospitals and health care. People from around the country are choosing to move to Sycamore Springs, a new, innovative neighborhood of Garden Spot Village. Inspired by West Coast pocket neighborhoods, Sycamore Springs offers the finest of front porch community living. To learn more, visit sycamoresprings.org. Doug thrives in community. I really appreciated his reference to the Victory Gardens. It made sense to me. There's something hopeful about planting in the spring and purposeful about harvesting in the fall. It's a, a, it's a steady, sort of a, a natural reminder of the order of nature. And in Doug's case, it offered an opportunity to create community with his neighbors. So we summarized the five main ideas from our conversation with Doug in a PDF. Essentially, we heard Doug tell us um, how you can build community through gardening by, number one, building relationships, number two, sharing successes, number three, sharing life lessons, um, number four, sharing the fruits of your labor, and finally, um, you can find order and offer hope. The PDF is entitled Five Ways to Build Community in a Garden, and the link is in the podcast description. It will help you start thinking about how you can create community wherever you are. So before we go, let's not forget the giveaway of the hot air balloon ride. That's right. Through June 2021, if you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Be sure to mention the podcast before you hit submit. So again, if you want to enter the drawing, contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and we'll enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Contact us soon because the offer ends on June 30, 2021. So thank you for listening to Purpose in Retirement. I am Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. Special thanks to our guest, Doug Moister. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox, and our producer is Gavin Souter. In our next podcast, we'll hear from Hager Scott. Hager is going to share how she and a friend mobilized their community to make PPE and keep people safe in the middle of a uh, pandemic. <laughs>